mean, uh, man, I, one of my uh, favorite writers around, and uh, John Werner from the Waco Trib. And, uh, John, we just had uh, Jeremy Sohan on talking uh, the – He's the uh, I think he's dubbed himself a citizen citizen of the world. I, you know, it, it's fascinating his story in a lot of ways. That if not, I, I kind of wonder sometimes, John. It's probably crossed your mind too. If not for the Chamwachachwa injury and maybe having to play through uh, Jeremy more than they anticipated, I'm not certain he kind of plays his way into where he ended up getting drafted. Um, it, it, it's interesting. Sometimes we think a guy gets drafted based on, like, how big-time a recruit he was. John, Jeremy Sohan, as compared to some of these other guys, was not one of Baylor's, like, highest recruits ever. It's pretty amazing to see where he's ended up. Yeah, uh, you're right. And he really came on, you know, later in the year. He was dealing with an injury midseason. Uh, but, yeah, after uh, Everyday John went down, he, he took on a more prominent role. And, man, I, I mean, <laughs> he was really good. And, uh, you know, you could tell his international experience really paid off because he could uh, play against anybody and whatever style and, you know, and do a great job. I just remember the toughness he showed in, in that NCAA tournament game against uh, North Carolina. I mean, he was just bucking up to those guys and uh yeah he, he was impressive and, and he, he's a he's a really good guy and uh really smart uh, and uh, and a great athlete I, I think he's gonna do well in the nba it was your um john remind me what was your uh nba fandom growing up what were you uh which which nba team did you usually lean toward and can do you have a uh, soft spot for the uh, Spurs at all? Well, I guess as a kid, I was more of a Celtics fan. You know, I like John Havlicek and JoJo White and Dave Callen- Cowens and those guys like that. Uh, after that, I probably followed the Mavericks quite a bit. Um, but, but, yeah, I, uh, I don't follow the NBA like I used to. I do watch the playoffs. But uh, it's pretty exciting to see uh, what Jeremy can do in the league. Yeah, uh, it'll be uh, it will be now exciting to to see John as you uh, as you get ready to go to Ames. This is the part of the week where you start taking a closer look at Iowa State and kind of seeing what they have. Isn't it kind of interesting to you know you almost kind of started to think Brock Purdy, the, the their longtime quarterback, would be there forever, and all of a sudden they have a different quarterback. They have some different personnel. Uh, this is going to be a, a real challenge for the Bears, and I, I it, it's you know Dave Aranda was talking about how big their eyes were uh, against, and you and I were even talking on Saturday about you know how they needed to get past that. Well, now is truly how they get past that. Um, as you've listened to Coach Aranda talk and, and listened to him talk about this team, do you sense that this is going to be? a team that shows up and plays with a lot more poise uh, uh, on Saturday morning. Yeah, you know, it's uh, interesting. Uh, his opening uh, uh, statement, uh, he uh, he said Iowa State is the kind of team they want to be like. 
you know, just very physical, disciplined, uh, you know, just plays hard all the time. And uh, I, I think it's going to probably be a defensive kind of game. Um, it's a little hard to tell just how good Iowa State is. They, they are two-and-a-half-point favorite against Baylor um, because th- their schedule, they, they played Southeast Missouri and, and Iowa team with no offense, maybe one of the worst offenses in the country, and, uh, and Ohio. But, man, uh, <laughs> Iowa State's defense has been incredible, really, you know, allowing just over – couple hundred yards a game, 60 yards rushing, nine points per game. I mean, you don't see numbers like that these days uh, hardly at all. Uh, So I think it's probably going to be kind of a low-scoring game. Baylor's offense, I think, is still, uh, you know, a work in progress. Although, you know, they showed some spark last week with Richard Reese running the ball. Uh, But – yeah, they're, they're going to have to play really well. It's going to have to be a mistake-free game. Defense, you know, probably have to force a turnover or two to, to win that game. John Warner, Waco Trib, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, John, I was trying to think of a, a freshman performance that kind of rivaled uh, what Richard Reese did. I, I feel like Shock Linwood was pretty good early on. Um, you know, his, his freshman year kind of had a breakout during the Bryles era, but it's pretty rare to see somebody, uh, a freshman do that. I mean, I, isn't it strange to both with this wide receiving core and the running backs, we're still early in the season, but you just, you still don't have a great feel for, okay, who's going to be the lead dog. Now, Richard Reese has made a good case for it. John, in, have you been able to dig into the Richard Reese story now a little bit more now that we saw him have that breakout? And, and um, uh, you know, because that was surprising to see someone do what he did. And I would think he's earned the right to, to maybe be the lead back here until proven otherwise. How do, you, how do you see this unfolding as they get ready to go to Ames? Yeah, uh, yeah, Richard, you know, uh, the Baylor coaches, Coach Aranda has been saying good things about him, you know, throughout August, uh, just likes his toughness. Uh, he really likes the, the way he can read defenses uh, in that wide zone offense. He knows when to cut up feel. It seems like that's one of his strengths. I think maybe he showed that uh, on that 52-yard touchdown run. Um but I, I was just a little surprised that he he was the main ball carrier because at BYU it was Quaylen Jones and, and uh, Squirrel Williams. Yeah. And uh, then then all of a sudden uh, it's it's Richard Reese uh, getting most of the carries. But you know he was really good uh, from the start against Texas State, and uh, he he was the hot guy, so they kept going to him. And uh, I would think they would do the same thing against Iowa State. I kind of sense that uh, uh, they they really like that running backs coach a lot. That Justin Johnson, the man they call Juice, and and I I think he's given a, a, a tremendous amount of say. You know, from week to week. Okay, here's who you go with, and all, and and uh, and here's who I think we should we should we. And it's just um, it's it's going to be really fun to watch. And I think the other thing that I brought up the receivers is to see. Who steps up in that area? I, I saw, uh, you know, Seth, for instance, uh, the other day, 
made a couple of plays. I mean, you know, I've been looking for, okay, who's going to make a play when Blake doesn't throw a perfect ball? And he did. Uh, and, 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 again, we don't know who all is going to be available. But I think, you know, so Bryce made the point the other day that there were guys showing up that were kind of down on the depth chart. I mean, John, I had to do double take. And you probably have the guy's name on the tip of your tongue, but it was number 41, the linebacker. And I'm like, wait, who, who is that? And, and of course, he was the, maybe listed as the fourth linebacker, the third linebacker, kind of down the way. Um, I, I, I would say that some of these players being out may end up being uh, a positive for the Bears, the way some of, these, uh, some of these backups are getting a lot of reps right now. Yeah, you know, of course, uh, Dylan Doyle had to sit out the first half against mm-hmm. Texas State for targeting against BYU. Uh, uh, Ty- Tyrone Brown and Brooks Miller got yeah. most of the reps there. And, uh, yeah, Brooks Miller, I hadn't really heard a whole lot about him. Uh, he, he, but uh, he had a really good game. He got a sack. Uh, he got some tackles. Um, yeah, well, we're seeing some guys, you know, that maybe, you know, we, we didn't really think we'd see much so far and uh but you know but they they have a lot of veterans too who are going to really come through you know as the season goes on i mean especially on defense that's a that's a really veteran defense and uh i think they probably still want the the uh, defensive line to get a better pass rush although uh apu uh, he, he blocked a couple passes uh against texas state he, he he got a pretty good push there um but, but yeah, I think they probably want to try to get a better pass rush than what they've been getting. Um, Coach Aranda wasn't completely pleased with the run defense either, although I, I thought they, they got better as the game went on. Uh, but, but, yeah, um, man, this is going to be a tough game. Well, and uh, I, I'm always glad to get you into town uh, early, and, and you like to kind of see the sights uh, uh, is there anything that you is there anything to look forward to in Ames, John? Is there? Well, you... <laughs> I, I will say uh, they've got one of the best tailgating areas I've seen at a college football game. I mean, they have got it down, and it is massive. And that was one of the weird things in 2020 during COVID. There was no tailgating. I mean, yeah. it was so bizarre walking up to that stadium and not seeing any tailgating. But I, I uh, expect to see it back in force on Saturday morning. John, have, will you? Uh, you know, you're very focused when you get when you get on site. Uh, will you stop though every once in a while and, and and visit with the opposing fans and maybe see what they're see what kind of food? I mean, what are folks in Iowa? I think of hog farmers. I think of uh, corn. What what are they? Uh, is there anything uh, any specialties that that the Iowa State folks like to put on the grill? I think it's pretty much carnivore based. Um, <laughs> I think pretty pretty much any kind of meat they can throw. On there. <laughs> I think that's what you're going to see mostly. But man, it smells pretty good when you're walking through that tailgating section. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you're not a you're no stranger. You'll do some uh you for a little bit we're holding off on some red meat and some of the protein, but uh I feel like you you're you're willing to dive back in there cuz I think we ran to each other at Kansas City and you were you were uh, giving that a look. Uh I I got to say John, isn't it fun? But we were talking about the Baylor players in the NBA now with Sohan. 
Um, I've been noticing Baylor's really playing up more and more. Uh, they're, they're NFL, you know, they're alums or, or former players that are in the NFL now. And this past year with so many players being, uh, you know, ended up at the Combine, I, I think that's probably I, – I just get a kick out of it when I compare, like, Baylor's recruiting to University of Texas' recruiting. And everybody's got to do what they're comfortable with. But Texas apparently – you know, you saw the story, uh, John, spent like $300,000 on the weekend that, uh, that Arch Manning was in town. Like, what do you think Baylor spends if, like, <laughs> let's say six to eight recruits come in? Like I and again, I'm not saying Baylor's cheap. I'm just saying, like, if they spent twenty thousand, or I, I would be sort of surprised. And Texas is spending three hundred thousand dollars on like six recruits in town. I mean, does that, John? You've been doing this a long time, but that number has to stun even a grizzled veteran like yourself. Yeah, I mean. How can you spend all that money? I mean, what do you spend it on over a couple of days? I mean, that's that's nuts. Uh, yeah, I don't think Baylor's anywhere in that ballpark or anybody else is. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy. I saw that, too. Um, but, yeah, well, how do you spend that much money? I mean, part of it was spent on the open bar for the families, but still, that's – I mean, well, how many I was, how many family members came? Again, like I don't hundreds. And you know, even if they brought Eli and 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 uh, Uncle Eli and Uncle Peyton and the whole gang, I mean, they're not known for being the biggest lushes. I don't think they're <laughs> the Mannings are a bunch of you know drinkers. So I don't know. I mean, that is a that is an incredible, incredibly lavish weekend. But hey, it worked. He committed like a, a few weeks later. They said that his tight end on that team, by the way, <laughs> that, that that plays in, in uh, New Orleans with, with uh, Arch, the tight end committed on the spot. He saw that first spread of food and said, let me in here. I'm coming to school right here. <laughs> yeah, it did take a whole lot of convincing, it sounds like. Yeah. And by the way, I did see, and uh, you and I have the same <clears> – <throat> commitment to covering recruiting we kind of like to see these kids once they arrive and we we check it out and and we just don't go overboard with it but i did see that the uh, Derek lagway's son uh, and i'm sure you saw this too john has has baylor in his top whatever five let's call it uh, or maybe he's narrowed it down to eight john i don't know if you got to see him in person on one of his, he came to the Baylor spring game with his dad, and you remember covering his dad. His dad was a oh, yeah. was a, a really physical fullback for the Bears, and had a very memorable run against NC State. John, if you got to see the, the the if he comes to town again, you got to just go shake this kid's hand. This is we're we're not talking about oh this kid's gonna be big. This is a fully formed adult. This is kind of like Jalen Hurts showing up on campus, like the Jalen Hurts that was playing for the Eagles last night. This is this is incredible. I'm talking like 6'4", 250 pounds day one. Gee. Yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't seen him in person. Well, you know, I think I might have saw him on the sideline once, but I, I haven't seen him up close, really. 
but obviously that would be one of the biggest gets ever for Baylor if it happens. Yeah. Well, he was hanging out with his dad and all those guys like Anthony Ray and Lachey uh, Maston and those guys, and I just thought he was one of the players. And uh, the former Baylor players that were hanging out down there at the barbecue cook-off. And then he turns around, and he's got this baby face, and I'm like, that's not one of <laughs> that's not one of JJ's former teammates. That's a young kid. <laughs> but man, he was uh, he was impressive. All right, well, uh, John, have a safe trip. I just always like to catch up with you after these games, and uh, be, have a safe trip and uh, represent us well up there. Okay. Thanks for having me, Matt. See you later. You bet. John Warner, uh, Waco Trib. I called him the dean of the beat writers. I don't know. There may be that Iowa State guy's been doing it forever, Randy somebody. Uh, but uh, John's got had a good long run at this. What are you saying, Aaron? Yeah, he would have had to be doing it a long time. And I'm not taking a shot at John, but John, I, I talked about this actually on on the, on um John Morse's show earlier, because we were talking about John being on the show today, he actually, when I was the editor of the NCC newspaper, came and spoke uh, to the staff about sports writing. It was pretty cool, but that's, considering I'm old, that uh, shows you how long he's been doing it. He, he's been doing it a very long time, and doing it well, I might add. <laughs> that's right. John, do you, do you have any notes from that session where Warner dropped by the MCC it's sports writing I, <laughs> class. I mean, can you remember? Did he give you any good deadline advice? You, you. Uh, I think I have a you, picture, but I don't know. I didn't. Oh, I didn't a keep my notes. I wish I could find. I hope I can find it. I'm going to look for I'd that. I'd like actually, to see a, a young Warner to see if he had kind of long hair. See if maybe he had kind of a hippie thing going. He certainly comes from that generation. He, now I wouldn't call him. He's not a baby boomer. He's not that old, but he's kind of in that next wave. Uh, John is, but so he could have gotten a little bit of uh, involvement with the hippie crew, but I, I can't really put him totally in that in that group. Uh, all right, uh, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, always fun to catch up with people like John and Jerry. When I was coming up in sports writing, getting to hang out with them on the road was always a lot of fun and uh, something I always look back fondly upon. Um, we do have uh, to catch you up on some NFL news and I uh, guess some breaking news today. And I want to sound off on something. There's a suspension that happened to a player for the Tampa Bay, and I'm not sure I agree. I'll discuss it next. 